Welcome to the Quillette Podcast. My name is Claire Lehman and I am Editor-in-Chief of Quillette. Quillette is where free thought lives. We are an independent grassroots platform for heterodox ideas and fearless commentary. Our podcast is a team effort and is jointly hosted by myself, Associate Editor Toby Young and Canadian Editor Jonathan Kay. You can support our podcast by visiting patreon.com forward slash Quillette and becoming a monthly patron. By becoming a monthly patron, you'll also receive our weekly newsletter. Thank you for joining us on the Quillette Podcast. I'm Jonathan Kay, Quillette's Canadian editor. From 2001 to 2010, writer, translator, and educator Mary Hudson worked as a teacher with the New York City's public school system, first at Washington Irving High School, then Brooklyn Tech, and finally Victory Collegiate High School. And what she experienced during those years was shocking and perhaps even traumatizing. In a recently published essay for Quillette titled Public Education's Dirty Secret, Miss Hudson describes a school system in chaos, in large part because teachers are prevented from properly asserting order in their own classrooms, and the goal of anti-discrimination now serves to legitimize all manner of counterproductive policies. Following the publication of her article, I spoke to Miss Hudson, who now lives in Europe via Skype. Here are excerpts from that interview. Could you tell listeners why you chose now as the time to tell your story publicly? I happened to meet Professor uh, Glenn Lowry a few months ago. He was kind enough to let me visit him at Brown because uh, I had heard him say on the Glenn Show that one of the problems certainly in the public school system was bad teaching. And I thoroughly disagree with that. Um, I've met wonderful teachers in the system, mostly very talented and dedicated, certainly uh, teachers who tend to love children, love the job. When I spoke to him, I said, you know what, I'm going to write to you about this. And I did. And I wrote him about my experience in the public school system. And he, he very kindly paid attention to it and talked to me about it after I wrote it. Wrote it. But I also sent it to uh, his colleague, uh, Professor John McVerter, a linguist at Columbia. And he wrote back saying, oh, this is very interesting. Have you thought about giving it to Quillette? I said, well, actually, I have. And he said, well, do so and uh, use my name. So I was very happy about that. They And Colette told me that I should reduce it. It was about almost 7,000 words, and I reduced it down to fewer than 5,000. And there you go. You have been telling people, certainly in the United States, for years about your negative experiences as a teacher in the public system in New York City. And I got the sense people didn't really want to hear these stories. Is that correct? Uh, there's been a, a mindset for many years that the reason why black Americans, for instance, don't succeed in school is white racism. And I said, well, you know, on the ground, it doesn't look that way. <laughs> you know, when you're actually dealing in day-to-day realities, there wasn't any evidence of anti-black racism that I ever saw in the public school system, ever. That, that was totally inadequate as an explanation to me. To be clear, though, these schools didn't only have black students, right? Brooklyn Tech, no. Black students were a minority, a fairly hefty minority, especially in the beginning. But no, most of the students at uh, Brooklyn Tech were immigrant families. At Washington Irving, they were about 99% of the population. It might have been a magnet school for some very difficult students, but they were on a separate floor. And then in the last school, yes, again, it was about 98% black students who came from, some from the Caribbean, some from the United States. So yeah, I, I basically taught mostly in black schools, or at least half the time, more than half the time. To the extent we're talking about low expectations for black students, 
Could we not say that that is a form of internalized racism? They didn't have that idea before the 1960s. Look at great intellects like Thomas Sowell. Look at uh, Professor Lowry and many, many black intellectuals who had a perfectly good. Look at um, James Baldwin. He had a very good education in the Bronx. So I don't, I don't go for that. No, I don't. And I think racism, certainly in the Western world, you know, I'm old enough to know. You know, I was, I, I was part of the civil rights movement back when I was in high school. It, there's so, le- so much less racism in the, in the Western world today, it seems to me. You describe rules in these schools that prevent teachers from taking proactive steps to establish order and discipline. And you also argue that these rules do more harm than good, yes? I've been an educator for many years, and I know that you cannot have an education unless you have a calm, disciplined environment. You can't, you can't learn in a chaotic environment. And you cannot have a disciplined, calm environment without punishing bad behavior. I know punishing is a word you're not allowed to use these days amongst so many others. And I don't believe in corporal punishment, certainly, let me make that clear. But the only effective punishment is banishment. It always has been one of the worst punishments. You have to, not to punish the misbehaving students, but to let them know they cannot behave this way. They cannot destroy the educational possibilities of the, the majority of the students who I am convinced really want an education. But they are bullied into succumbing to this terrible ethos of rejection. What happened when you tried to create that isolation for the disruptive students? There was a process you had to go through. You weren't allowed to put any student outside the classroom. You just had to put up with it until you filed the right papers. And then when you filed the right papers, I don't remember how long it took for them to be processed, but it was certainly a few days. And then there was a hearing and the student would come with his parent and I would have my union rep and I lost every case. The kids, you couldn't get them out of the classroom. You write about, I believe it was the third school where you taught at, these bright-eyed younger teachers coming in and being somewhat naive in their expectations. How long does it take teachers who go into the system to understand just how challenging it is? Uh, It's some people leave after two days. Many, many teachers leave after a few weeks. Young teachers come in. They cannot keep them. Some of them, I think the, when I was there, this is a while back, I don't know what it's like now, but most teachers didn't last more than two or three years. There was a constant turnover. We talk a lot about so-called male toxicity, but in your article, you say that the female students often were even worse than, than the male students. Yes, the female of the species is more deadly than the male. I think I'm quoting Kipling, which is, of course, not very politically correct. But uh, yes, I found the boys... Some of them were proper juvenile delinquents. I don't know what you call them nowadays. But no, the girls were really nasty often. Very, very nasty. Uh, the boys weren't as insulting as the girls. They just ignored me. If this was, I'm, I'm speaking in particular about Washington Irving now. It wasn't like that at Brooklyn Tech. We had, I was there for five years at Brooklyn Tech. The kids were much, they were fun to deal with, the kids. They had to test in and they often came from immigrant families. At Brooklyn Tech, there were other problems, more to do with the administration than the students. It was, there was a heavy workload. In this kind of environment, who is the type of personality who is going to advance into senior administration role? Aha, that's a good question. No, I only, this is only from hearsay because I don't have any uh, data to back this up. But when I was there, 
it was common knowledge, I believe, that people who couldn't teach became principals. Because uh, in the old day, I have an uncle, after 20 years, he became the principal of the school where he, he worked at. And that was what it had been like. But by the time I was there, if you wanted to become an administrator, all you had to do was do a master's in school administration or something, and quickly you would get one of those jobs. So those people often were poor teachers, and they, they just wanted to be in the system because it was a good job, it seems to me. So yeah, there, there is a pathway to become an administrator. In several of your anecdotes, you mention the role of the union. Could the union be a force for change in the school system you describe? I would hope so. It seems to me it's the role of, of the teachers' union to protect the interests of the teachers and the, and the students. And I was very disappointed that they didn't, but I, I think they could if they, if they had the political will to do it. They could, they could lobby the, you know, our politicians and say, no, this, this has to stop. This is, we are doing a disservice, especially to, to those children, to their families, and to, to the whole country. Uh, you know, and we see the results of it going right up the ladder through a university and law schools and so forth. So this is a terrible, terrible situation. And there is a solution to it. We just have to stop thinking ideologically, it seems to me, and think more, much more practically. And no human nature. No, children are children, no matter where they come from. And children have to be civilized. That's the role of the family in the schools. And it can be done harshly. You know, I had 12 years of Dominican education, so I know what a harsh education is like. What did 12 years of Dominican education look like? You had one nun, a yardstick, and 50 kids in front of her. And we learned a lot. Paradoxically enough, we learned to think critically uh, because we were given the tools. We were given, we, we learned grammar backwards and forwards. We learned a bit about history. We learned, uh, we read good literature. All these things don't happen anymore, uh, as far as I could see. Yes, in Brooklyn Tech somewhat, but that the students learned by way of literature was rubbish, just rubbish. My timing was really bad. When I was a kid, the, the teachers be beat up the kids. Now that I'm a teacher, uh, the kids beat up the teachers. So By being more disciplined in the classroom and demanding more order and that people follow the rules, ironically, you're arguing that that can give people more critical reasoning tools and more ability to think outside the box? Am I interpreting you correctly? Because you, you always need a framework to break out of. That's one way in which Catholic education works so well, because you're given a very strict framework and you, 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 know, you grow up and you say, well, this doesn't exactly work. But if you're not given even a most basic framework, either in terms of behavior or in terms of what you actually learn about the world, you can't cut your teeth against it. One of the standard plot lines in TV and Hollywood movies is the idea of a tough school where there's a kid who really wants to learn and the student forges a bond with a special teacher and goes on to beat the odds and be successful. Is that sort of story realistic in the school environment that you're describing? No, it's Hollywood rubbish. You describe a situation in which even those kids who really do want to learn, they get bullied. Uh, if they're lucky enough, they, they, they leave the school, they find a better one. But there aren't many better ones in a lot of the neighborhoods in New York. You sometimes hear stories about middle class or upper class white families in cities like New York as a point of principle sending their kids to public schools. Did you have students like that at your school? 
Not that I know of, no. And I, I, I think they'd be rather silly if, if they did send their children to that kind of school. Their children's education is more important than some sort of ideal of being nice. I think you mentioned that your views about the public school system make you unpopular among progressive friends and family members. What sources are people within your peer group drawing on when they defend the current system or draw different conclusions about its flaws? The media, the general media, the general mindset, the, you know, I hate to put a label on it, but it's a liberal mindset. It's, it's seeped into everything now. It just doesn't coalesce with reality. There are no vague reasons why children aren't learning, no general reasons like parents or teachers or, or racism or bigotry. There are nuts and bolts to this. There are reasons why. And the, the nuts and bolts, in my opinion, are the rules that changed in the 1960s. I'm not a lawyer. I know these laws are in operation. I think both the state and the federal and even the city level. And by, by rules and restrictions, you're talking about rules and restrictions that prevent teachers from ensuring that there's an orderly environment in the classroom, yes? Yeah. It's, it is a power struggle. Any classroom situation is a power struggle. And if the teacher has absolutely no authority, the power is in the hands of the student. We, we have to bring back our role. All this Rousseauian nonsense about child being father to the man and the, the, the child being good, except that the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the society destroys them, it's quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite. So the, the role of society is to civilize human beings. You have received, last time I checked, over 600 comments on your Quillette article. What has the feedback been like? More than 50% positive, I would say. I've had a lot of comments thanking me for it. That would be the majority of comments, I think. I have, I'm in contact with a few teachers from Brooklyn Tech, and I sent a copy to a friend of mine who still works there. And I did send a copy to my union rep, who I don't know. I know he's still a union rep. I don't know where he's teaching. And I thought it was only decent that I sent it to him. I haven't heard back, so he might not be terribly pleased. Do you feel that you and many other teachers in the environment you describe are traumatized? It does sound genuinely traumatic. Yeah, I think... I was extremely shaken. I had never had panic attacks before, and I started having them. It was very, very emotionally draining and difficult. I, I was hampered in doing my job. If someone in their early 20s said they were going to pursue a career as a school teacher in the public system, what would you tell them? Best of luck to you. Uh, you might be lucky and have a good administrator who does enforce whatever inadequate laws we have. But in my experience, um, they were few and far between. You now live in Europe. I won't specify where because I don't think you're, you're looking to make new friends right now. What's the situation there compared to what you observed in the United States? People are telling me that it's, it's coming here too. Their teachers are losing control here as well. I don't know why. Well, I know partly, uh, I know in, in around Paris, there are enormous uh, ghettos uh, of immigrants, and the problems are very, very similar there, very similar. It's not a racial thing. It's, it's a social thing. I don't think the students were any better to black teachers than they were to white teachers. It was more a question of you are representing a white system. That's how it struck me. They didn't, weren't necessarily racist against white people, but in their minds, it seemed to me that they, we were representing a white system, whether we were black or white as, as teachers. Mary Hudson, 
Thank you so much for speaking with Quillette. You're very welcome. If you would like to support Quillette, please consider becoming a patron. Head to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Quillette. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you like what you're hearing? Perhaps you would like to read more about the issues in today's discussion. Head to quillette.com where you will find more content.